Welcome to episode 11 of Floating Through Film. This week we continue our series on Charlie Chaplin, but before we uh, get started on that, let me introduce the other hosts here, Luke and Blake. What's up? And this week we're continuing uh, our Chaplin series with two more of his classic movies. I mean, he has so many, so... I mean, basically, yeah. most of his features would, in a certain film community would probably be considered chaplet, uh, classics. Yeah. yeah. But these two especially, maybe it's two most popular in some circles, um, Modern Times and The Great Dictator. And like last week, we'll just go straight into the movies again, starting with The Great Dictator, released in 1936. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with Modern Times, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Modern Times. <laughs> yeah, Modern yeah. Times. Modern <laughs> Times, released in 1936. <laughs> Just confuse myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but this would be the Tramp's last, or yeah, the, tr- the Tramp's last movie, basically. And Chaplin's first dialogue, movie with dialogue in it as well. So. Yeah, but, if you don't count like all those things he added post. In the, oh yeah. And okay, all yeah, of yeah, the yeah. silent stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I mean dialogue, like actual words spoken. Yeah. Because I don't think City Lights, yeah, City Lights doesn't have any. No, it's like I don't all think the muff- so. it's the muffled soundtrack, yeah. but really that's it. Yeah. But this one, like, um, okay, before we get into that, let me ask you guys, what is your overall impressions of Modern Times? Uh, what do you guys think? Blake, we'll start with you. So I'd seen it once before, before I, like, actually, like, uh, like silent movies, just because I thought I had to watch it because it's a classic, you know? One that everyone has to watch. And so I did, and I really liked it. I mean, I, but I mean, I didn't love it. But watching it this time, I, like, actually love it a lot. <laughs> like, there's so many little things that Chaplin does in this. Like, my... I was telling Danny before the podcast started that like my notes on this one are so long compared to like even the <laughs> great, the, like the, the like great dictator even, and there's just so many like little things that Chaplin does in this movie that I like a lot that I know it's more on a second time going through I guess and this time I'm more like into with like like I've been watching silent movies more than I had whenever I first watched Modern Times because I think I watched Modern Times in, like 2018 like a year or two after I started watching movies and like now I now I actually watch silent movies. Bed, so I actually like get Watch them more. more so yeah. yeah like more in the flow like we've been talking mm-hmm. about through this thing yeah and so I don't know I just really loved it this time we'll get more into it obviously but what about you Luke first impressions um I also watched it once before and honestly I I thought it was decent I just I didn't really appreciate it like well, I appreciate it I just didn't love it personally as much but upon rewatch I did definitely did love it this time um really I just love the way he his commentary it's this great social commentary on uh the on modern society industrialization as well as being hilarious like mm-hmm. which is just what Chaplin he just does his thing you know and uh I think he also, I love how he like sets the tone of that like in the first shot like he 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 uh he shows the shot of the sheep going oh, yeah. and then immediately cuts to the workers going to the factory you yeah, know yeah so it's so it, simple yeah it's just it's he it gets works a point across just with those two pretty shots. much yeah, yeah that's yeah I loved it a lot more this time and he just he he like whole way through he just kind of he just goes straight through no just it's, it's, it's yeah. like doesn't slow really yeah that's you pretty know? much yeah it just flows um, along really well and it just ends perfectly yes. that's what I think and I guess uh, I, like I'm almost kind of similar with you guys I've I think I'd seen Modern Times actually two other times before this one but even after seeing those other two times I was kind of scared going into it like uh, a lot of people have what the criticism of this movie is the first half or the factory scene specifically you know is basically better than the rest of the movie and you know a lot of people do remember it obviously for great reasons that scene they remember the whole movie based on that scene 
but I was just really happy watching it this time around, and we're going to get into it throughout the, uh, this review of, to me, the second half is basically just as good. Yeah. And, like, the social commentary aspect of it is not as obvious, but um, it's still there even in the second half Definitely. of the movie as well. Heavily. Um, it's just combined with a lot of, and this is what I kind of love about it, it's combined more with his uh, basically chaplain shorts uh, yeah. hijinks, you know, where it's a lot of short comedy bits, once again, like, even compared to like something like City Lights, where it's more narrative based, this one goes back to more of us, you know, just yeah. going from job to job almost, just messing yeah. up and you yeah. know, go back to jail, kind of you know, you know like <laughs> sleeping, sleeping in a mall overnight, you know, that kind of thing, yep. like, <laughs> yeah. helping robbers when they're stealing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we should start from the beginning, or at least uh, like, we shouldn't skip back. <clears throat> we obviously shouldn't skip back past the factory scene. Yeah. But I wanted to mention you because you mentioned the sheep shot. And yeah. remember in the chaplain today, uh, oh, like the black sheep. Monitor, yeah. Yes, I didn't notice that until they mentioned it. Where there's actually one black sheep in that crowd of sheep oh. shop, and that's supposed to be the tramp, basically, nice. you know, in that factory. <laughs> you know, he's even foreshadowing what the tramp's gonna be like in the factory. Nice. Yeah. But basically, uh, I think obviously, honestly, this just deserves its own little mini review of the factory scene itself. Oh, yeah. So, what, what do you guys think? What are your first impressions? Yeah. What do you guys think of <laughs> of the factory scene? No, what I love the most, like the detail I love the most about it, is that the only person there well okay one of the only people there that actually like has a voice and like actually speaks is the guy as the main guy basically i feel like that i interpret that as like he's the only one with a voice basically like the boss yeah, yeah pretty yes, much yes. like the workers don't have a say in anything they're yep. just you know slaves and then um and then i mean just like that whole scene just everything about just the comedy in that is just perfect honestly yes. like no uh because remember like i mentioned at the beginning this was chaplin's first movie with dialogue and the dialogue comes you know modern like basically his little comment on modern society the dialogue comes from boss speaking through yeah. like a, uh, a microphone but then when we see him behind the curtain kind of thing he's just like has nothing to do with his office yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's just, just, he's just eating nothing. breakfast yeah. he, you know reading yeah. the newspaper well, and then every once in a while he'll get on a speakerphone and gets mad at someone else yeah, you know going to the bathroom. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a great yeah we honestly because i was just about to mention that that's one of my favorite parts of this noticing this time around it's just like you, you know, companies would would love to do that if they oh, could. Sure. Where it's like yeah. they can just monitor what you're doing in the bathroom too, as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the fact is, like, it's a huge TV screen, like Man. that just turns on when he's trying to smoke. Jump like, scares him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Jump> scares him. <laughs> no, I love that. But yeah. um, it kind of it's just like a little moment that points to that whole uh, factory scene in the first place, and it kind of just compli- uh, combines the social commentary aspect, but not more of the hijinks part, but more of like, Chaplin had some great sets. And yes. uh, this one, this one is probably his best, just with that machine gag alone. It's crazy. Him dude. going through the gears, but um, it also has the machine, the inventor, uh, where it's like, machine, a, yeah, the eating, eating machine. Oh my the um, eating machine, like I was watching it this time, and I was like, I don't even know how they made this thing work. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, what in the world, dude? <laughs> and the fact that like right when the uh, inventor, like he's just starting to brag to the guy, like yeah. uh, to the people around him, he's like, see, look at this, and that's when it starts to fail, and like. They don't even care about uh, the tramp the whole time. No, yeah. They really all, they're just trying to fix the machine. They don't care that he's actually getting like hurt by it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a, that's a great gag. But like the biggest gag is the uh, machine where he's going through the gears. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, I honestly don't even know how they did that. Still, yeah. like, I, I love when he just like he, after he like uh, stops like doing turning the nuts and bolts and stuff, he like keep doing it in real life. Yeah, still yeah. And then he chases yeah. that woman or whatever. Yeah, yeah. with, well, the, I mean, with uh, the screws on her tits. <laughs> and honestly, that's. One of the more, like, in some ways, uh, 
it is kind of dark. Like in some, if you take, if you read it at a certain level, it's kind of a dark moment is, in the yeah. movie because he snaps at that point. You know, working yeah. in a factory, and um, I remember they even I'm, say it in there. They yeah. like, they were like, he's nervous crazy. Breakdown. He's crazy. He like, they, I think the guy literally says he's gone crazy. He's gone crazy. I think the title card says nervous breakdown. And that's yeah, like that's after hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Chaplin, the reason why he got the idea, especially for the factory scene, was he had read about the, uh, um, you know, the Ford uh, manufacturing process in this time and what it did to a lot of the workers, you know, like, oh, basically like a lot of them, lines? yes, yeah. on assembly lines, a lot of workers reporting nervous breakdowns and stuff just from doing the same thing over and over again. Oh, yeah. You know? And, like, that's what makes it uh, kind of Chaplin, you know, it's funny, but it's also like, oh, like, you know, you're, like, you're laughing at something that's kind of serious, too. Like, yeah. I can relate. I get, I get nervous breakdowns, basically. I almost get nervous breakdowns every day at work, right? <laughs> because even, even the eating guy, which is one of the funnier ones in the, in the factory, it's like, even that's just, like, tinged with, like, darkness, because it's, like, the only reason they have that is so they don't have to stop working while yep. they're eating. Yep, so exactly. it's like, exactly. which is, like, every worker's biggest nightmare, obviously. And it's, of course, like, any, you know, like, the dream for a company would be like if they didn't have to give you a lunch break. Yes. You know? oh, like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that kind of does really end the factory scene, though. Uh, at least the first time he does go back a little later on, but first time he has a nervous breakdown, and that leads to one of my favorite parts of the movie of him in the in prison. Well, I, uh, we should talk about how he gets to prison first with the protest. Yeah. Where he just like randomly like, yeah. picks up a flag that's on the ground, and yeah. all this whole crowd starts following him, and then he gets arrested. Um, it's a great moment, but I love, like, just a little comment of he's in prison and he, like, just, this is, like, the best he's ever lived. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it literally, yeah. it, it, it's, just, it's just a small moment, but the first time you see him in his cell, he's, like, reading the newspaper. He It's, like, a perfectly designed, like, he has a perfectly little setup room. Yeah. You can tell he loves it. Yeah. And then there's, like, Chaplin actually plays, like, bird chirping noises on the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, I just, to, yeah, just, like, to point out, like, how he just loves it. Fine. And... <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. that's basically why he's, like, trying to go back to prison a little later on in the movie. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's um, a lot of things with a lot of prisoners, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Exactly, like, yes. Yeah, that's um, why, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. If you can, like, get a, um, if you know the world out there is not going to offer you certain jobs, or, like, you know, obviously, like, the tramp knows. Like, yeah. we've seen the tramps throughout the course of his life, uh, you know, obviously through these movies, but we know, like, this him having a room to sleep in every night is actually a positive for him. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, one of the... I actually, I actually like, paid attention to, like, what was in his cell whenever he mm-hmm. was walking out the last time, and I wrote it down. Like, he had a... He literally had a home sweet home sign oh. in the background, and he had, like, an Abraham Lincoln picture in the background. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, so he's yeah. saying this is his freedom, basically. Because one of the title cards is literally um, happy in his comfortable cell. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> And then he and then he eats cocaine, you know. Yeah, that's that was my favorite. That was one of my favorite gags in the whole movie, honestly. Though. And the fact yeah, he eats eats cocaine on accident, and then the reason he gets let go early is because the cocaine helps him beat up yeah. the people yeah. that are escaping. Yeah, and he really has no idea what he's yeah. doing. Confirm, right? guys. Charlie Chaplin endorses cocaine. <laughs> you heard it here to hear first. <laughs> but. And then yeah, just that comment of him trying to get back to prison. Oh yeah. Um. Once he gets back in the city, and a great moment of him trying to get back is ordering all that food, <laughs> like knowing yeah. he's not gonna be able to oh, pay yeah, for it. Yeah. He just like happily like walks up, oh, like, yeah, and he yeah. call, goes to call the cop. It's like, hey, come in here. Yeah, <laughs> that's another part where it's like where it's kind of a callback to like at least the immigrant. Whenever he's like eating, whenever they're eating at the restaurant, he can't afford to pay it. Yeah. Like he's actually scaring that one because he's yeah, like, yeah. I can't pay it. So <laughs> yeah, that's what. But that's another. Call. It's like it's that, like that yeah. thing we were talking about where how the second half kind of like just. A conglomerations of the short sketches kind of that's a good point that's one no, but um i actually really like 
before he leaves, like the, the before he like even leaves the prison, the guy the guy like says, "You're a free man." And then Charlie's like, but can't I stay here? I'm so happy yes, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he literally vocalizes. And, what, and the, the sheriff like, just laughs. And the, yeah, the sheriff literally just laughs, not thinking anything of it. Because he's like, oh, why would you be happier out there? Or in here? Because <laughs> uh, they don't actually, get it. And I'm pretty sure the very next scene after that leads to him using that letter to get his first job. Oh, which yeah. is the, uh, when he's working as a dock worker, like, for the ship. When he's working on the ships. Oh, yeah. And, and then, he immediately oh, lets yeah. the ship go. And, like, it's a great shot of the ship going into the water. That's some crazy staging, too. Yeah. It is, dude. Yeah. Because yeah. you could tell, like, it was a probably projection in the back of, yeah. like, the, of the boat actually leaving. But Still it, looks it was a, really good, real. Yeah, so <laughs> no, 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 but uh, my favorite part of that is actually the reactions when they cut to all the people, like, looking at him. And he's just like... And then he just yeah. goes, picks up his yeah. cat and walks off. Yep. Like, yep. That's it. <laughs> he already knows. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, that really leads to the second half of the movie where it's just um, him having a bunch of different jobs and losing them. Yeah. But And then him with the girl as well. Well, the girl, yeah. yeah. We should mention her. Yeah. Well, um, I actually had, like, his determination. His determination to go back to jail is, like, what leads him to meeting the girl, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Because, first off... I wrote down actually in my notes like his determination to go to go to jail is like it's hilarious and sad, but also shows like Tramp's positive qualities of like giving to people and more need more in need than him. Like whenever he gives the chocolate bars to those kids, just so he can go to jail basically because yeah. he like he knows he can't pay yes, for it, so yeah, he's just yeah. giving away all these yeah, yeah. like all this stuff to these kids that are hungry, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can't pay for it, and then that's whenever the cop like takes yeah. him. And that's when he also takes credit for um, for the girl her stealing yeah. as well. And yeah, like, no, it was me. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> Until that woman... And then that was foiled, yeah. too, yeah. yeah. I think that, like, all the, like, the... Basically him showing all this affection for the girl and just especially, like, comes, like... It all boils up to a point towards the end... In the end when uh, she... When she's, like, going to jail and she helps her, like, uh, stay from the cops and then they both walk off together. Like, all of that, like, basically what he does for the girl throughout the movie just boils up to that point perfectly, I feel like. Yes. Yep. But... No, it does. And, um... And really what I like about the girl in this one, even compared to some of the women in his other movies, is to me, in this one, she's the most, uh, basically, like, how we see her before she even meets the tramp, is she's the most like the tramp. Yeah. You know, she's kind of like a young tramp in a lot of ways, she right? Is. Like, um, she's, like, hard-headed, but, you know, she obviously cares for the people, like, you know, she's helping her sisters and everything. But at the same time, she doesn't care about stealing yeah. or stuff like that. She doesn't think it's morally wrong. She definitely has know. a stronger personality than the tramp. I okay, feel that's like, definitely though. true. Yeah, no, she, they're not the one one to one the same, but he's like I'm saying more like he sees her, himself in her. That's fair. Yeah, you know, and um, she gives she does give it a certain kind of emotional weight to the movie as well. Like, like the tramp needs like we I think we mentioned yeah. in the last episode. Um, there's always a woman that gets him to uh, you know, act unselfishly. You yeah. know, but. His all that would actually be a good uh, way to like look at his movies. How the women in his different movies are different and similar. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. like from a woman to Paris, obviously way different than oh, way this different. one. Yeah. But maybe you can find different. I yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. she's more you know like, and this that's what I'm saying. This one she's the most like the tramp uh, yeah. herself. Yeah. Right? City lights. City lights. The city lights girl is uh, more dependent on other people. Well, yeah, yeah. this one this one is more dependent on herself. Yeah, okay. this is yes, another one. Saying, yes, yeah. This is another one yes. where kind of like the vagabond, where it's like the yes. girl is just oh, like yes. like that's the one that I was thinking of in this yes. one, where I was like she is almost exactly like the girl in the vagabond, where he's just and kind of, she's also kind of similar to the girl in the circus too. Okay. But um, okay, yeah, yeah. No, but I do like her in this one as well, and yeah, uh, I kind of like the similarities between them. I think like, she's my favorite in this one because well, because of the ending first off, and because I think this is like the first like female character that 
I could see like actually being really happy with Charlie or like with like the tramp. Okay. Well, maybe mm-hmm. maybe the girl. I think the girl in City Lights also would have been happy with him, but like all the other ones are more like they aren't. They've never experienced what he's experienced, you mm-hmm. know, like what yeah, he's yeah. gone through. Okay, but like these, saying, yeah. like those, like these few characters that have like actually faced real adversity. Like I feel like the connection. That's why I like the circus, um, City Lights, and this one a lot. Like and Martin Times the most I think so far is because all those female characters. Like you can just feel the connection that they have with the Tramp, and it's just I don't know. It just it just hits the emotions. Just hit me a little bit harder knowing that like yeah. these people have also faced the same type of adversity as like someone like the Tramp has. I don't know. I feel like they they understand each other more. Yeah. And maybe kind of relating to that, she gives us maybe. I've said this about a few of his dream sequences, but this is definitely one of his best. Yeah. When we see the tramp, you know, dream of his, uh, his happy life. His dream house. His dream house. You know, and it's so, like, it's so perfectly the way they're, like, sitting outside of a house, and they're just under a tree, like, you know, on the run. Under a dead tree. Yeah. Something like that. And then they just start uh, dreaming about what their life could be like in the future if they had a house. And my favorite little moment is when he opens the door, and he calls for a cow. Yes. Because that's, I'm pretty sure it's Sunnyside. That gag is in Sunnyside. It might be in Sunnyside. I was also thinking of Where Cal just walks he... in randomly, remember, and he moves yeah, yeah. yeah, He does do that in Sunnyside. Like yeah, so that, you know, it's just another one of those gags. Another... I was thinking of the mule in, in uh, Gold Rush, too. <laughs> it was whenever he was, like, having the dinner and the mule just butts his head in. Oh, yeah. Whenever yeah, no yeah. It, it was different yeah. than this one, obviously. No, but, but when he, yeah, but just that whole, like, it's, just, it's got that whole dream quality. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of sad at the same time, you know, like, is, yeah. you know, they probably won't have it, you know, because... Chaplin almost answers that himself where the house they actually get, you know, we see the real house they get. You know, it's broken yeah. down. It's like, it looks like the cabin from the Gold Rush. It's a squatter's house. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's happy. Yeah, so that's yeah. almost, yes, no, it doesn't impact the tramp at all, you know, he's he's really happy still. They both are, and that's why, yeah. Yeah. that's why that I, you like the, like, I like the relationship between them so much, because they, like, they would, if this was the only house they ever had, they'd be happy with each other, yes. you know, for the rest of their life, basically. To be honest, so, I mean, the City Lights girl probably would be happy with it, because she probably yeah. doesn't know what it looks like, I mean. Like, even though. <laughs> she probably doesn't. She <laughs> would at the though, end, though. Um, <laughs> what makes the tramp go and get that job at the factory the second time is, like, no, we're good. he's like, we're going to get a better house. Because he sees the, he, like, looks around and he sees the house breaking apart, basically. Yeah. And he sees in the paper then, uh, you know. Yeah. Factory hiring. No, hiring yeah, I literally, I literally wrote down that title card. I'll do it. We'll get a home, yep. even if I have to work for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's yeah. go. I was like, that's so not funny. True. He didn't work for this. Yeah, he didn't work for like, anything. He just comes up because after he gets out of jail the second time. Yeah. He comes up and uh, she comes up like, I found a house for us, and that's it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So that's what leads him to the factory the second time, which leads to uh, you know, the whole thing with the where he's the assistant to the mechanic, and he like. Yes. Smashing oh, the stopwatch that's a, and everything. Like, that, that, that one's really great. Yeah. But that's another one where it's like, I don't know like how they... I, I guess it's probably just like that entire mechanical thing that the that the uh, mechanic is stuck in yeah, yeah. is probably just like really empty on the inside, so he's just yeah, able to yeah. stick his head out. But yeah, like, yeah. The, it, it looks the so real. Looks, yeah. 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 And I love the production when, like, design when, it gets, like, when he's like in the thing, like his head poking out. Yes. Like, they go to lunchtime. Like, yes. and, like, yes. oh, he just so doesn't even like, care at that point. He's yep, like, yep. feeding me. Like. Yes. <laughs> no, it's so like every person's like, no, I don't work on the clock. I don't work yeah. on the clock, you know? Well, I mean, like, the, the machinery stopped working, so, yeah. Charlie, so Charlie couldn't even do it. No, but he, he stops even trying when the bell rings for lunch. Oh, he's yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's lunch. And he, yeah. instead, he, like, tries to feed him, like, a whole chicken. Like, yes. <laughs> Just another little short bit that Charlie does with the food. Um, but that leads to maybe, like, when I was saying earlier about how the second half still has its little social commentary moments, 
um, even when it's filled with more like short gags, is the scene where they spend the time in the mall, where he gets a job as the night manager. Yeah. And I just love how the first thing he does right after he gets the job, he goes and lets her in. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, to feed yeah. her. Like, you know, just, uh, he does not care about even losing a job right after no. he gets it. Like, just to feed her, you know. But I just, um, because especially in the 19, um, yeah, 36, right? Like, this was around the time, even though this was after the Great Depression, but this was around the time when literally malls were becoming a thing. Yeah. You know? Like, nowadays, I mean, I guess malls are kind of dying now, but which is crazy, but back then, malls were kind of the proof of, you know, you have a lot of money, yeah. you know? Like, you live in a wealthy society kind of thing, yeah. you know? Like, look at all this stuff you can buy at this one place. Consumerism. Yes. <laughs> but it, And it's like, but in a way, it also shows, like, for a night, they're able to live like a normal American, you know? They yeah. can enjoy a normal American bed and, like, yeah. all the appliances and stuff like that throughout the mall. And, but then in between all that, you get the great skating scene. Yeah. Oh my God. You know? Have you guys seen how that, how, was, how that was, he even shot that? You guys Is it, like, see? a projection? No, he, I didn't. He, he had, like, a, it was kind of a thing where he had, like, uh, it was, like, a forced perspective kind of thing where okay. he had, like, a picture of the, like, drop-off, like, perfectly set up and the camera was, like, shooting it. When the camera's shooting it, it sees that in the perfect place where you don't even notice it's a picture. Yeah, basically. Okay, okay. It's kind of so hard to explain. A picture There's a video online okay. I, uh, that. Okay, you'll have to. I'd look up. I can link it to the in yeah, the description too. Just um, it's crazy. Like and like, it'll show you like what it looked like uh, without it. Like, it's it's insane how he like how he even thought of that. To be honest, like to do that, that's crazy. And setting it up must have been so hard. <laughs> no, it sounds <laughs> like I need I need to watch that. Um, and it's just a great scene of him uh, skating blindfolded, not knowing about the ledge. And then yeah. immediately when he sees the ledge, he like he like actually starts it. losing his yeah, he yeah. starts losing his balance. <laughs> and that's another reference to um, another one of his shorts, The Ring. Yep. Where like, because in your review of The Ring, he like mentioned uh, it's how it's good at everything, everything he does, and like dude. it's so true with the skating. Like it's, he's just like showing off at this point. It know? is. Like, he is. <laughs> No, I feel like every time, like, there's another scene, and, like, I actually wrote this one down in my notes, too, just because I wanted to remember it, but there's another scene, like, whenever he's practicing singing, where he puts his hat, his hat on sideways and turns so fast that it just drops onto his head perfectly. I'm like, this guy. <laughs> like, he just does anything he wants and, like, succeeds, basically. Especially with the hat, yeah. He, yeah. Does, he does a lot of cool hat tricks throughout his Yeah, uh, he does. The throughout his ears, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, um, I guess the mall scene ends with just another little great moment where I mentioned earlier with the robbers coming to steal and he recognizes one of the robbers no the, rock, the, the robbers one uh, of the robbers the recognizes him yeah. oh yeah because yeah, he had already drunk him, all, yeah. the whis- all the whiskey yeah. in that, in that <laughs> thing from, yeah, yeah. Um, leaking but yeah Big Bill I think his name was Big Bill in the movie. yeah something like that um, he recognizes him and he says he says uh, we ain't burglars we're just hungry yeah and oh, it's yeah. like just another relatable moment like and obviously the tramp and that's what makes it even better like the tramp understands that yeah. moment just like oh, the, yeah. you know he understands where that guy is. He's basically. been there, you yeah. Know? <laughs> and he's kind of doing the same thing too. Yeah, like immediately when he got the job, he let her so. yeah. food, all the food there too. So he'd be kind of hypocritical if he didn't get, get yeah. the food. So. And he was drunk as hell. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just yeah, it's just another great moment where Chaplin understands like a lot of these people stealing are, are doing it because out of desperation, you know, they have to. Yeah. Right. And doing it at a mall where it's like just an example of excess is yeah. maybe the best place to do it. You know, if you're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then I think the, the what's the scene after that? Because the scene should, after the, that, the, they the get last arrested. Great scene he gets arrested again. What does he get I arrested think. for that time? I don't remember. 
doesn't he get arrested? Because I know that he gets out one more time because, like, he gets out of prison one more time because that's whenever she picks him yeah, up in yeah. that in her like outfit, like she's actually all dressed up this time. Was it? Was it during the? He gets arrested for the in the for mall. the mall. Yeah, that's yes. what oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I remember yeah. when he gets arrested because he's sleeping under the clothes. Yes. yes. In yeah. the morning, and like when this door is opening up, like yeah. when the ladies pulls the clothes, and he's just like asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he just used like he used that job for the night, like literally just to save a place for the night. Yeah, and basically. With that, which is kind of funny. But then after he gets out of prison is when she gets him the job at the music hall, right? Yeah, like she had already gotten the job before, yeah, and then like she gets him the job yeah, while he's yeah. in prison, yeah. And that was that's what leads to maybe my favorite moment with the tramp. Um, it's one of the, the best of all time. So. Yes, but the tramp singing. Yeah. yeah. The tramp's first dialogue, the tramp's last dialogue. But then it's not even words; it's just kind of like gibberish. Yeah. Like he combined like English, French, and Italian, I think, for the languages. But it still sounds. Great. <laughs> yes, and it's telling a story too. It's yeah. telling a story about um, the pantomime is apparently about like uh, a guy offering a girl a ring, and then they make love or something, and then she leaves him or something, and that's what he's pantomiming throughout the yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I got I like I've watched it a few times. And I can kind of tell, like especially like with the ring and stuff, and where he like uh, pushes her away at the end and stuff. Yeah. But then just. The way he does the song and dance is just amazing. Yeah. And and the whole he it was also that scene's really funny with him as a waiter, basically. <laughs> yeah, the whole scene is good. Like that's definitely there's a lot of Chaplin bits in there from uh, there his shorts of, of him bits, as a waiter. Yeah. But like the roasted chicken. The roasted like, chicken like, roasted duck getting uh, stuck on yeah, the yeah, roasted duck, stuck yes, on the way yeah. on the layers. <laughs> <laughs> well him yeah, him like trying to go through the crowd while holding it on his hand. Yeah, and they all just converge on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean that's his fault for choosing the wrong path through. <laughs> Don't go through the dance room, man. <laughs> but yeah, really, that is that's the moment like that kind of ties the whole movie together to me, and it and it's just a kind of a perfect way to end the tramp. You know, it's like fine, I'll give you I'll give you the dialogue you guys want, and it's like the and then finally have him walking off with someone happily, basically. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was a great conclusion to the character, and. Right before that too is a moment I love because it is kind of a theme throughout the Tramps movies, um, and the one the main example I always think of is City Lights, where the rich guy, um, he's the one that's wanting to commit suicide, and then Tramps always the one that's like, you have a reason to live, you know, there's a reason to move forward, and that's what he tells her at the end too, that same kind of Tramp speech, right? Yeah. Like she's like, I, why why even do anything? You know, yeah. like, what's the point? And he's like, there's always a reason or something. I forget what he says exactly, but. He basically just encourages her, and then that's what leads to the last moment of them walking. Yeah. yeah. And it's just Beautiful. a perfect, you know, perfect ending for the tramp. It is. Um, I would, I, I honestly, like, well, like, you during the singing scene, even, like, I, I was telling you before the, po- the podcast, but I was, like, watching the background. Like, I was wanting to, like, watch the background extras, because I was just seeing, I saw a couple of them, like, smiling and laughing really hard, and so <laughs> I just decided to, like, watch them for a second during, during like, whenever he was, like, singing and dancing. And the look of expressions that they had on their faces was, like, pretty amazing, honestly. Because it looked like they were enjoying it just as much as me, you know? Dang. <laughs> like, it, it literally looked like yeah. he was putting on... Like, he, like, he's obviously he putting, putting on this show. performance. Yeah, but, like, like, like he's literally putting on a show for all the all these extras at the oh, time. Yeah. And, just, I don't know, it's just a great way to end the tramp. Like, even just, like... Just, like, even just, like, uh, movie-wise, like, for the extras and everything. Like, that was a great way, like, a great send-off for the tramp. No, and, like... The chase scene is also pretty good because that's also a really good callback, and it's another part where I was like, uh, "This is like one of the like more subtle versions of, of Chaplin putting in his societal commentary mm-hmm. of um, cops in the prison system whenever they're trying to arrest her for literally doing nothing. Like yep, she's yep. she's not she's not doing anything, but they only see her as part of the system, and it's like 
whatever whenever they were like showed the picture and like they had to take her because she they had she was to. a vagrant or something she was a vagrant yeah, yeah. yeah. like even though even though she, she had was, a job at that point even though she had a job at that point <laughs> and turned her life around like they still had to take her because yep. like that's how the state sees you you know mm-hmm. like once you've done something wrong you, they yeah. they think of you as like an object they don't yeah. think of you as a person they don't care about the situation yeah. right now or anything and like that, that callback was like i called i the callback i had to the earlier in the movie was whenever charlie was set free like the the warden called them they were like bring me number seven and i was like oh yeah they can't even like even whenever he's yeah. free they don't even like yeah, bother yeah. to like call him by his name you know mm-hmm. he's still a number to them so yeah. it's like it's just like a way it was just a more subtle way of like his that, of his side of commentary yeah. at that point um a cop specifically because he doesn't that, like cops at all in any of his movies obviously yeah, but but you mentioning that mentioned made me think of more of like the kid when yeah, they, yeah, you know, I, I forget the exact quote, but like he says something like the help is on the way or something yeah, yeah. when they come to uh, the take proper the kid help away. or something. Yes, yeah, 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 something <laughs> like that. yeah. That reminds me of that. But it is to me, it's uh, I guess we'll talk. We can talk about this more last next week when we conclude conclude Chaplin about our uh, favorite chaplains and stuff like that, maybe. But like to me, I was kind of nervous. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I was nervous that this one wouldn't hold up to like City Lights or. Uh, even the circus in terms of just overall end-to-end Chaplin, yeah. like the way I've been hyping him up throughout, where he's like, he doesn't feel like he has a wasted movie moment in any of those movies. And this one, I was starting, I was getting kind of scared where that wouldn't hold true, but it definitely doesn't hold true this time. It does it. hold like, true, yeah. Or uh, yeah, he, yeah, it does hold true <laughs> that he doesn't have a wasted moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And to me, it's like because the, the almost not the genre, but like the type of movie changes uh, constantly. It, I can see why certain people would be like, I have a favorite moment and the rest aren't good. But yeah, to me, it's yeah. like, once, especially watching through all the shorts again, realizing a lot of them are just yeah. callbacks to his shorts. You know, the la- are, it is the they, last Champs yeah. movie, you know? So it he's going to call back, he's gonna do, he has to do his callbacks. So um, just seeing that a lot this time, it's like, damn, I just like, like love every moment of this movie. Yeah. You know? I haven't watched any cha- any Chaplin shorts before watching The Modern Times the first time. Oh, same, like, same. And I've, wa- I've watched probably 40 yeah, since, since, like, <laughs> since the last two weeks I've probably watched like 40 to 50 Chaplin shorts since then so it's been so watching modern times this time I definitely I definitely recognize a lot of similarities between his his um his his shorts and I really love the callbacks to those yeah. what about you Luke any last thoughts from modern times yeah I mean just good movie you know <laughs> I do want to end by saying like I love how I didn't watch I had I watched the circus before this and the ending of the circus is kind of a great like dichotomy with this ending where like he literally gets left behind and walks off in the sunset by himself oh, in the yeah. last movie of the tramp he finally it, lo- he it finally, feels yeah. it feels like he finally found the one that's ha- that made him happy and so yeah. he's walking off in the sunset with her yeah and it's a great send-off for the tramp i just i really love the ending yeah, i agree i agree and to Martin me Tons like definitely holds up. Uh, just to kind of conclude it like to me even more than because we kind of we didn't argue about it with city lights but we kind of maybe disagreed a little bit about if he would end up with her. Yeah. To me, it feels more likely he would end up with someone like her and this one. Yeah. Just because of what I was saying earlier about it, she feels more like she even understands what the tramp goes through yeah. more than she even did, you know, yeah. of the blind girl in the city lights. Yeah. And what, that's kind of what I like, you know, like it's like a, he's going off with this younger version of himself in some ways. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I do have actually one more thing to say. I forgot how good the score was in this movie. Oh, yes. so oh my yes. God. Yes. No, I've been listening especially to... Uh, there's like the lunchtime score for one of because uh, I've been listening to the score of which to decide which one I, what I was gonna add for the podcast episode yeah. <laughs> and the lunchtime score is just amazing. I just, the main the score, score is my favorite, favorite honestly. Just the does that plays like during the intro? I don't remember when it plays. But... I don't even remember when it plays. Okay. It just plays. It plays quite a bit though. Okay, like... I'll find it after. Yeah. But yes, that is another part as well. But 
I guess we should just move on to the next one, The Great mm-hmm. Dictator, 1940. And that one kind of relates to modern times in terms of these are probably his two most, at least, openly so uh, commentary. Like, you can see the so, kind commentary of in society on right on the surface. Beats you, you know? up on the head. And this is know. definitely his most. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, maybe, yeah, because Monsignor Verdot definitely has a lot as well, but that one's way more subtle. It's crazy how this one, he basically said if if, uh, if he knew what, like, the actual atrocities uh, the Germans were doing, he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. Because <laughs> this, yeah, that's what's weird. Like, um, and talk, we'll talk about it, I guess, throughout the course of the episode, but to me, this one, more than any of his others, it's special in a certain way in terms of I feel like it would have been way more impactful if you were there at the time watching yeah, it. Yeah, probably. You know? Because, yeah. like, in hindsight, knowing, like, because we're basically 80 years away, you know, 70 or 80 years away from that, you know? But at the time, and we already know what Hitler, like you said, we already knew all the atrocities Hitler did. So in certain ways, yeah. it can kind of seem like he's making some kind of a subject basically. that's really uh, serious, you know? And yeah. maybe it's, like, yeah. to me, it doesn't work all the way in certain moments. I still feel like... It, I. I don't know. Like, I, I understand why Chaplin said that, obviously, because I, I but I, I honestly feel like the uh, comedy that he does for Hingle is pretty funny in this. Honestly, like, I, I think was, he takes, I, I think he tears him down pretty well. Yeah. But even, even the scenes with the Jews, like, they're pretty harrowing. Like, he literally almost gets hung. Like, he almost gets lynched, dude. Yeah. Like, like this is like, like there are harrowing things in this. No, they show him in a Jews. concentration camp. Yeah, yeah, they literally. Well, I mean, a concentration. Prison, um, it said prison. No, camp. it's a chaplain. Cha- concentration it's a chaplain. Camp. Yeah. Cha- yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it was def- like that. That scene was more of the one where it kind of like where I was like, this one kind of gets a little bit more like, uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Like that one was There's more like, like that. yeah, that one was more like, uh, this this part this part would probably be a part that he may, that he might take he might out. Have taken out. Like right, he might have taken that part yeah, out. Yeah. But like the scenes with like him with with the Jews, like that stuff is like really harrowing. And it's like, it is, yeah, because uh, the scene where the how the place is burning yeah in the background where they're just talking about where they're going to go next kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it's like a dark moment yeah there's definitely like there's a lot of dark um, moments in this and i mean like it is played for fun sometimes with like whenever they like tell him to paint jew on his uh yeah on his window because yeah, yeah. he's because he's taking it down he just slaps in the face of the paint yeah. all the time like that stuff is funny still and then the pan but it's also a good comment on if a guy um because there were a lot of Jews in Germany back, yeah. that fought in World War One. Yes, there and were. Let's say yeah. he did go in a coma and he had no idea about yeah. anything that yeah. happened in the last twenty years, and he comes back, he would be like, "What are you talking? Like, what do you mean? I've been there for you know since nineteen twenty. I fought in World War One for this yeah. country. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah." And uh, honestly, we should have actually start with that because that the opening to this yes, movie is yeah, honestly well, like yeah, yeah. yeah. We it makes what exactly. happens to him even worse, yeah. and it yeah. makes it more like relatable. Obviously, like you said, because there are more the thousands of Jews that fought for Germany in World War One that got killed yeah. like mm-hmm. <laughs> at the start of World War Two because of Hitler is bullshit mm-hmm. but not even even like all throughout the 30, uh, late 30s as well yeah yeah, but yeah that is Star Wars the lead up the lead so, up yeah, that is, well yeah. the lead up to yes. like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like he also like just before you go like I, I feel like the lead up to like Hinkle Hinkle's like speech where like they actually get scared for their lives yeah. like the build up to that is actually pretty well done too no, where yes. like it's not obviously a historical, historically accurate like version of like how Jews in Germany were treated as the rise to, as Hitler as Hitler kept on rising, but it was a pretty cool way to show like the immediate like it was like immediate the, change kind the, of the immediate change that yeah. happened and like the the like their faces like walking back to the house. Because they were out in the street and they were like, we should go back to the house. And then Charlie loses his bowler. Oh, and his yeah, cane, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, I have yeah. to go back for the cane and bowler. Well, yeah. I, we'll get to that. Because yeah, I yeah, want to we'll start, you, like yeah, you, yeah. Said, you said, we should start from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, we should start because from the beginning. Yeah. Really thinking about it, 
honestly, the intro might be my favorite part of the movie. It's and I do like uh, Hinkle and everything, yeah. but just the whole, uh, um, just like the shoulder arms of you. Um, oh, it just yeah. feels so shoulder arms. <laughs> it and does it reminds, so shoulder arms. Um, because him with like the cannon and everything, and then the shell like following him around yeah. because the sun goes off. So he's on the anti-air thing. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. turning upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he finds the pilot, and that's uh, crashed. And then like the pilot's like, "Can you fly?" He's like, "I can learn." <laughs> like he's like, "No, but I can try." Yeah, yeah I can try. Yeah, yeah, I can try. Guess I wrote that one down. Just, I, I, I laughed. So and the up, upside down <laughs> aircraft bit was yeah, I just, yeah those are so impressive. I don't it's even impressive. know how they did that. Like, they, no, it's, it's probably, probably like, just on a platform, yeah, a model but... airplane that they probably like. Had like a background down, yeah. floor or yeah. something, I guess. But like, I mean, like their hair also. Well, they they probably had like this contraption where they had. Like, yeah, like, and they, then they, like, you could like. And they probably had some something blowing a lot of wind towards them. Too, probably that. Too. The yeah. water does like actually. Look it does. Like it actually. Globs, it, you know? it, no, like, it doesn't like, glob. It falls straight down. Yeah, it falls straight down, but into glob like to yeah, where, like it, when you see it in yeah. space, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. kind of like where water's like that. You That's know? true. So yeah, that is. I should have looked up how they did that, but I'm sure you can find it. Was a really about that, that was a really great yeah. stuff. No, it's yeah. a great, it's funny too, like with the For watch sure. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, when he, because <laughs> when he realizes, um, is like when he f- takes the seatbelt off to like fix, to fix something, and then he falls out immediately. Oh, he's like, yeah. oh, we're upside down. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, and then that, that kind of just, he does actually a pretty good job of making you kind of forget that scene happens as the rest of the movie happens. You know, before the uh, that pilot character becomes important again because he's we see him okay, as a yeah, man, yeah, you know, where sure. he saves him at the last moment before he gets hung. Yeah, like I had kind of forgotten a little bit. Like yeah. it's like the Germans. This is where they met. The, yeah. the yeah. Germans yeah. forgot about it as well. Honestly, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was so that I'm, I'm just still thinking about this because <laughs> like whenever he falls over, he's like. He's like, we're upside down, I know. And then he's like, can you pull the lever? He's like, no, because he's always hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like always hanging from, I don't know. That, that seems, it's, yeah. it's, probably, that's, it's probably one of the best stunts yeah. in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. one of the funnier parts of the movie, honestly. Yeah. And that, that leads to the Adenoid Hinkle yeah, introduction. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, that ties into my main problem with this movie. Okay. Is that I love the Adenoid Hinkle scene so much. That anytime he's not on screen, I'm like, I want to go back to Adenoid oh, Hinkle. Okay. Like, it's crazy, like... It's, it's he almost you know he's suffering from success success you know <laughs> he does like I can see like especially um the Hinkle gibberish scenes like of him actually yelling and stuff like his opening yeah. speech scene is so funny just the scenes like, where he's like running around his like place and the like, office too yeah, yeah it's like hilarious <laughs> like because when they introduce Hinkle in his office they're like uh Hinkle busy at work and he's like just like mailing like he's like just folding a letter to mail it you know <laughs> and he's like spending a lot of time on and then he puts the mail up to the guy to yeah, his yeah. officer that home look at and then he like and then he acts busy he like goes to like this artist where like three yeah, artists yeah. just waiting for him to walk in like five seconds and then he leaves <laughs> and just a little bit the, the little uh honestly some of my favorite little uh, gag moments are the inventors uh, the oh yeah. Where, uh, the guy yes. bringing it, he's like, oh, we have something. We oh. have a bulletproof vest. And the way the guy like presents himself, he like sticks both his hands. Shoot me! And then he gets shot. He gets shot us, yeah. And then the other guy with the parachute helmet. Parachute yeah, hat. The helmet. Too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's just so simply done. It's like, why do you keep showing me these? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, Hinkle says right after that guy gets all mad at him. Yeah. Yeah. The way he bullies that assistant general. Um, I forgot his name in the movie. It's funny throughout. Like take like taking yeah, his yeah. buttons off and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, I mean, yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's literally trying to the fat guy, basically. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but um, I guess that when you mentioned that, that kind of wanted to make me talk about the other side, which I like, but it is kind of the weaker side of the movie, which is the Jewish barber aspect of it. Yeah, and I agree. um, 
he, I think he actually does a pretty good job of showing like the Jewish community oh, yeah. and like um, basically how much it changed like how they were being persecuted you know yeah it's still but, a good part like, yeah, I still yeah. really I still like the Jewish scenes it's yes. just it's, it's it's just there's levels to it it's so much yeah, like yeah. I just love the Adnoy Hinkle scene <laughs> yeah, so much he, like no I agree with you um, but I think it does do a pretty like it does a good job at moments but I'll say I guess what I don't like as much is especially the girl in this one um, Paul Goddard yeah. in this one she's like really like she's playing she feel um, it feels like a 40s movie almost. yeah like she's too <laughs> yeah. direct you know like Cha- what I love yeah. about Chaplin is he's not direct at all yeah. you know like but uh, she you plays can kinda, it up you can, a lot yeah and she's like very direct like you know we need to fight you know this kind yeah. of thing you know, like she like, and to be fair that's what I'm saying of the moment it would have been very um, different to watch it you know because um, watching that modern times not modern times the Chaplin today uh, great dictator documentary yeah where they mentioned how, at the time, this movie was actually controversial to make even in 1940 about Hitler. Yeah. You know, because it was like, we don't want to, you know, because... Yeah. yeah, we don't want to piss him off, you know. When they started filming, it was 1938, you know, so, like, yeah. two yeah. years is a big difference in the war political, political times. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, even then, a lot of people were like, in 1930, like, we, you know, like, we don't want to bother Hitler that much, you know. Yeah, we like, don't want to Don't, don't rile things up. Yeah, yeah, don't rile things up, that kind of thing. And Chaplin's like, I don't care, you know, look what he's yeah. doing to Jewish yeah. people even at the time. I wonder, wait, do you know, guys, remember when US, the U.S. joined the war? Was that... 41. So, okay, the end yeah. of 41. So, so that would make sense so. why they didn't yeah. want to, yeah. Soon after, yeah. Um, but that's what makes it, like, like I kind of mentioned at the beginning, where it would have been cooler to watch this movie uh, at, if you were in the times, you know? Because it doesn't feel like a brave movie watching today, like, oh, you know, we know the Nazis are bad, you know, and you, you're saying Hitler's bad, we get it. But, like, at the time, it was very different where, you know... A good way to put it is he was the funniest man in the world at the time, yeah. or at least known as it. And he was even coming out yeah. against it was the evil, the most evil guy yeah. in the world, or at least one of them. I don't want to like say, I don't, I don't like using this term, but it's almost propagandic, but like not in a bad way. No, no, yeah, it's 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 the inspiring part <laughs> yes, of propaganda yes. that he uses. Yeah, he's way more direct um, yeah. about his message, and I guess that's just on. And I'm not saying the because uh, I understand why he did it, and I agree with him and everything like that. But just in terms of you know, going through all of Chaplin's movies, what I like about him the most is that he's never very really that direct. You know, like yeah, especially compared to modern times where the social commentary is is very obvious, but it's not direct in the movie itself, right? The movie feels like it's still flowing on its own terms, yeah. right? He's not direct, talking directly to the audience and saying this is how you should feel or this is oh who's the good guy and the bad guy, you know. But I honestly think that's a conscious choice from him. In oh, this it movie. is. Oh, it's, oh I mean, and that's very obvious at the yeah, end. Of obviously, the speech. Oh, yeah. And I get that's what I'm saying. If you were in the times, yeah. right? If Hitler still had not been defeated. But you don't you even need to think about it. what the what the speech at least is definitely not even just for the time. No, like that honestly, speech it's is timeless. Awesome. The speech yes. is great. The speech no, is great. It's timeless. I love that. Um, song. but just the whole movie in general, like, um, and I kind of mean it from both ways too, in terms of like you know what Luke mentioned that Chaplin quote about him saying, um, if I had known in advance. Yeah. all the atrocities I probably wouldn't have made the movie yeah. I can like to me this one more than any of his other ones where it feels like some of the jokes miss just because they do feel yeah. a little too light for the subject matter he's tackling you know, death, like, you know like imagine watching this and then watching like uh, Showa or something oh, you know yeah. or even Nine Fog you know like it just feels like oh, but of course he didn't know the extent yeah. uh, of like what Hitler was doing in yeah. terms of what we know now. Yeah. And I think that's just all you know. movies like made at this time. Like yes. even Casablanca, yes. when the one character is like, "Oh, I just got back from the concentration camp," you know, uh, let's um, go fight those Nazis. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just all of Hollywood didn't really know. No, no. Really it, I mean, on. and that's part of history. You can't really know until like there there are historians still learning things now that yeah. people would not even know, even like the seventies or eighties when they were learning about it. You know, yeah. like, that's part of history. But 
that's what I kind of like, at least about Chaplin's. Um, he did care to such a degree that he felt that it was important to break his kind of normal rule of, you know, not being direct, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's obvious, like you said, it was a conscious choice by him. It wasn't like he was doing an accident or anything. Yeah. It's just like, not to sound like too, uh, kind of like not caring about the content, but just I'm t- talking about just the formal aspects yeah, of the movie yeah. itself, you know, like. I like how Modern Times is more than well, yes, The Great Dictator yeah. in terms of the direct. Modern Times is better than The Great Dictator, Plus, also in my opinion. But... Uh, yes, and a huge factor of that is it. I did find myself at times missing the tramp, you know, yeah. especially when the Jewish barber comes. Like he's kind of the tramp, yeah. but he's like he's like, and understandably he's like more sad. He's more like he's just more regular, you know. Yeah. He's more regular than the tramp is. The tramp is always like. In spite of circumstances, he's always kind of trampy confident. He's got that trampish confident confidence yeah. to him. You know? um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie though. I honestly, I think <laughs> Adnoy Hinkle as a character is on par with the tramp. Okay. Like, in okay, terms of like, fair. I just love every time he's on screen. I just love it like so much. Even though uh, Nap, we'll get. To, I guess we haven't talked to him about it yet. But Napoloni gives him a run for his money. Napoleon. He's the Italian uh, Mussolini, basically that comes yeah. in later. Oh, he's the dictator. Uh, the the dictator. dictator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He, I mean, he's also really funny, too. As an, uh, yeah, yeah. Mussolini. He hasn't given us no, no screen. No, no. I feel like, though. So. I honestly like the Jewish part just as much as the oh, okay. other parts. But that's... Like, why? Like, the well, I mean, honestly, it's it's got some of his, like, funnier moments in it with, like, the shaving scene. is really funny, like we were talking yeah. about beforehand. Like, him shaving the music. And then that's the most... That's the part where he most feels like the tramp, for sure, is during that scene. But it is just the... It's whenever he gets his most harrowing, like, in those scenes. Yeah, like, it true. is whenever he actually shows... Like, this isn't actually what Jewish people... I mean, I mean, a lot of this stuff actually probably is what some of them were going through, but at worse, obviously, mm-hmm. than what he's showing. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, I even... Like, just that lynching scene alone with the Jewish... And the Jewish part, like, that was... That scene will stay with me for a while. I'm For a while, because I've never seen that in a Chaplin movie, you know? Like, that's, kinda, yeah, that's not common for Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. That's not... Like, getting that harrowing isn't common for Chaplin. And I honestly think that, like, some of the, like, the, the skits with, like, with them eating the eating the pies yeah, or, the, or the, the pudding, coin. and then they all have coins in there, oh, but, like, yeah, the, but, like they're that. handing all the coins to Charlie, because, uh, yeah. and he just keeps on looking down, he's like, how much of these coins? And they start hiccuping, and they yeah. start, like, jiggling. Yeah, I, so, I, love, like, I love how the last guy, though, is like, it's like, yes, I'm ready to yeah, die the last guy, country. The last yeah. guy's he's the only the one that's, like, noble, yeah. He's the old, you know, like, you know. He's um, the father. The dignified think. guy. Yeah, I think he's the father of the he's girl. He's not the father he? of the girl, is he not but the father? he's like basically the landowner, yeah, the yeah. apartment owner. Yeah, the apartment owner, yeah. And he's been housing her. Yeah, because I also really like after that moment, I think it's after that moment the stormtroopers start to raid the slums. Oh, yeah. Because it was during that that I was like, he started miming to, to that guy, that, that or to like Captain Holt. Or is that his name? Schultz. Captain, Captain Schultz. Schultz, the pilot. Yeah, they start. They started. Uh, he started miming to Captain Schultz. The stormtroopers are coming, thinking that he understands what he's saying. He's like, "Did you get that?" And he's like, "No, you didn't say anything." <laughs> and, and then I, I just thought that was like so funny because it was just a throwback, like yeah, silent like, gag, basically. Of course, his you don't movie. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it was just a throwback silent gag, like 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 this is his first like. Talking. He's talking, yeah. And so he just threw that in there, just as like a silent gag, and in the middle of this like really harrowing scene, that I just no, really and, found funny. So. Like, and a lot, a lot, another little moment I love in that scene when they're trying to like when they realize the stormtroopers are coming and they have to run is the fact that Captain Schultz has all this stuff 
and they can't leave it in the apartment because they'll realize yeah. that like yeah. he, he was there. Yeah. So they have to carry it, and it's like it's just a little comment on, of course, this guy. They have st- like he's still a general that has a lot of money compared to you know the poor yes. people, oh, even, yeah. even if he still is being persecuted. It's yeah. like a little comment on uh, cl- class as well. You know, like if you can't leave like a rich guy's like his no. golf clubs. He's like, you gotta get my golf clubs because yeah. like oh, if, yeah, if they dude. found golf clubs there. Like, and they drop the suitcases. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah, he's like, don't drop the golf clubs. Yep. No, but I love that little moment too. No, no, there's definitely some great moments uh, with the. Yeah. It just like, like maybe it is kind of what Luke was saying. I like the Hinkle scenes better, yeah. and just like, uh, I mentioned to uh, this to Blake before we started the podcast, but I could tell this time watching it a lot of the influence that this had on Doctor Strange Love, uh, Kubrick's Doctor Strange Love. Yeah. Um, and that's especially yeah. true with the. Uh, the political scenes with the, the leaders oh, when yeah. you can kind of see just when you get behind the curtain you just see how dumb the leaders yeah. are and, <laughs> yeah. like, and uh, the barber makes this kind of reference in his last speech uh, which well, I guess we'll get to at the end but yeah. um, just this idea of these people you put your, you're putting your trust in and they're the these people that are leading, your, leading you to war like these are dumb people you know like they're, they're way more like they they care way they care way more about who's standing up taller who's yeah. like uh, who's shaking hands dude, better that, you know, little, that kind of stuff yeah. that little chair that they put yeah, him yeah. on is just so <laughs> fucking funny dude because he just sits just, down uh, and he's like or like <laughs> just starts looking around like what the because uh, that's like a great example of how uh, napoloni i guess uh, we haven't really introduced him but i guess this we're talking about napoloni yeah uh, basically, the basically Italian, who's basically the Italian dictator in this, basically or Mussolini, whatever yeah. that italy is in this movie yeah Tunisia, but, uh, whatever Italy is. <laughs> Bavaria. Bavaria. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Bavaria is a real, a real country, though, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Okay, I know that. I'm pretty sure it's Bavaria in this, but I love the fact that because remember right before he comes into that room, um, where Hinkle is, his uh, assistant general, basically like his minister of propaganda. Air garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like. Okay, so we're going to um, have him come in from the far side of the room. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to put him in a tiny chair, and we're going to put a bust right in front of him. <laughs> so he um, is look, looking. You're looking down at him the whole time, yeah. and then right when Apollonie comes in, he basically breaks every single one of those. Yeah. Like, and I don't like. He kind of seems smart on the start. Like, you can't tell if he actually knows what he's doing or if he's just like this is who he is. So Napoloni. Like, yeah, Napoloni. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell if he's like thinking about it or like either way, it doesn't matter because it just throws Hinkle off like that whole time. Because yeah. like he comes in from the back. Which he's not expecting. Like hits, he calls him Hinky, <laughs> which is so funny. He's like, hey, Hinky. <laughs> and he like, slaps him on the back, and then uh, they get him the chair. He sits in it for a second. He's like, no, I'm not gonna sit in this. And then yeah. he takes a, a match and he lights the bus with the, yeah. the match. So like all three things the guy mentioned, he just basically throws yeah. out the window. Like yeah. right when he comes into the room. Yeah. But it's like those little like mind games and stuff like that that politicians care about way more than we think. Yeah. You know, like this is how leaders actually think and stuff. Yeah. And it's like a little comment on that, which I love. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a little off topic, but I just realized I saw two movies last week that both had mockeries of Mussolini in them. What's the other one? Armor Cord. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, now you got, I, I just thought it was funny. Like, damn, they both mock Mussolini in both. Yeah, we, I mean, before the podcast, we were talking about how you know Mussolini <clears throat> like Chaplin a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, but, but also, he's from Italy. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, there's, uh, you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't At the moment. But um, what what else like? Before we get to the ending scene, is there anything else you guys want to mention? I mean, I mean, it kind of has to do with the ending scene, but like everything I, all the criticisms I had, like sort of criticism I had about the Jewish scenes not really matching up with the Admiral Hinkle scenes, I still do think the last scene with uh, the Jewish barber becoming Admiral Hinkle is on the level of those Admiral Hinkle scenes. Like I still love that scene mm-hmm. just as much. Okay. The, the last scene. Yeah, the, the end, the whole ending really, yeah, like, yeah. when he impersonates him, basically is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Because uh, uh, the way Hinkle gets arrested. 
where he like takes off his uniform and he's yeah, swimming, yeah. and then he gets up. They think he's a. Uh... Or no, he actually capsizes in his boat. Yeah. Well, he's hunting. So <laughs> yeah, he's hunting. Okay, yeah. He's hunting, shoots at something, and falls off his boat because yes, he's an idiot. Okay. So. Because then he gets out of the water and they arrest him, thinking he's the barber. Yeah. And then that's how he gets to be able to fake being Hinkle. But before that, I guess we should just really get to the last scene because that. That's. I will say or, that. Yeah, well, for, before okay. before saying that, I, the the thing the reason I think I might like the Jewish portion just as much, if not a little bit more than the Hinkle stuff, is like I do think the. The accents are a little... They're a little distracting for me. Whenever everything else in the movie, especially, is like... I don't know. Like, they're going, like, for over-the-top, obviously. But it's a little too over-the-top, in my opinion. For, for me. Like, I don't know. Like, because whenever this Italian... This, whenever Napoloni's talking, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, this guy is just, like, the biggest idiot. Like, well, I mean, like... And that's what he's going for, obviously. Like, they're trying to make these guys sound like idiots. But it's just also, at the same time, just, like, bad imitations of, like, what Germans and Italians sound like. And so it's just like, which, I don't yeah. know. Like, he's, what he's trying to do right through the leaders, but at the same time, I get your criticism. Yeah, like, yeah it's just like, it takes me out. And I also, like, one of the one of the more, like, I don't know if this one, this part's talking, like him, like, preaching at you. But it's whenever Hinkle is saying, like, um, that we are we are here to, like, promote the Aryan race. Only blue-eyed, 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 blonde-haired men, like, strong men, stuff like that. Or, like, who, who are the Aryan races? Yes, and, like, no yes. one in the room is has blue, high, blue eyes or blonde hair, <laughs> except for the women. Yeah. That he's, like, ordering around, yeah. <laughs> treating no, like us. Uh, so. I wanted to mention that uh, before, I guess, we get to the ending, because I just you reminded me, was he kind of comments on, to a certain degree, how dumb that whole idea was yeah. in terms of... Cause, Remember he mentions, oh, I hate brunettes even more than Jews. Yes, you know? and he's like, well, uh, then we can kill the brunettes. We'll kill the brunettes too. And he's like, well, we'll do the Jews first, then the brunettes. Yeah. You know, it's like, to a certain degree, that's how dumb their ideology that was. Is, in yeah. terms of, like, the same reason they, like, hated uh, Jews was the same reason they would hate brunettes, you know, in terms of they had an idea of what the master race was, and it, yeah. didn't, it didn't include Jews or brunettes, you know? Yeah. Like, and was so, Hitler brunette? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But just... It's just kind of a little joke under her. Like, it really was to them, like, that kind of dumbness. Yeah. You know? Um, Did they have brown hair? Yeah. He had black or brown. It was one of those I thought it was black. That's what I was confused about. I mean, I think Charlie Chaplin had brown hair. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Well. He yeah, had yeah, black hair, too, actually. I'm not sure. <laughs> much, not yeah, it's like, always wait, a black what? and white, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, not sure if he has way, black or yeah. brown. If but... I had assumed it's black, because I would assume the mustache is black. I'm yeah. Because you always see the black mustache paint or something. Yeah. Maybe it's just because the Chaplin picture on Letterboxd makes him look like he has brown hair, but. I don't know. He's looking it up. But, okay, while he looks that up, I wanted to mention um, Chaplin actually had a quote of Hitler, like, before this movie came out, where he said, um, he, 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 Chaplin remembered that his first impression of Hitler was that he was, quote, a bad imitation of me, unquote. A bad imitation. <laughs> and the mustache yes. probably was. Yes. Because no. Chaplin, exi- you know, Chaplin was popular even before Hitler was No, known, I th- I'm know? pretty sure. Yes. I've seen that, basically, Hitler adopted the mustache because... Uh, of Chaplin's likability, and he wanted to be liked just like how Chaplin is liked by so many people. Yep, um, and especially the way like uh, Hitler expressed himself, like uh, through like talking, you know, yelling. Like yeah. basically, he probably was attracted to Chaplin's ability to express himself yeah. to you know large group. Just um, I guess Hitler was more talking, but you know, even through expression. I mean, he was. Kind of, you know, like, I mean, they show you. They show, you, around they show you Mussolini and Hitler specifically for the hand gestures, yes. also because yes. they do that a lot in their speeches to drive home Chaplin points. Because that, that's you know? what, like, in groups of people, whenever you like talk like that and like enunciate and like actually use your arms and pantomime, kind of like actually like in groups of people, it's been shown like 
that that actually does work a lot. <laughs> and then, kind of related to that, another quote that I guess this was talked in the, if a lot of the facts I get throughout this podcast, I've mentioned the book before, but it's called The Art of Chap- Charlie Chaplin by Kip Harness, and he mentions how um, uh, one of the reasons why Chaplin got the idea to do this movie was he was watching one of Hitler's speeches, and he said, uh, quote, he saw Hitler as, quote, one of the greatest actors I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, while doing one of his speeches, yeah. you know, that's a like, great insult. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a great yeah. Insult. But you could, uh, and that's basically like why he kind of wanted to do the movie, you know. Like yeah. he saw Hitler as kind of like trying to be Chaplin, you know. He's like, no, I'm gonna like out, you know, out hinkle you basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I did look it up. He does have brown hair, by the way. Oh, he does. Okay, yeah. okay. Wow, so the, 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 the mustache isn't black, like I always assumed. The mustache yeah. might still be black, honestly, but... Okay. <laughs> it, look, it looks... That's why I assumed it looks so black, like, in the black Hey, in the movies, it's black. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, I guess that's a good way. We'll just go to the ending, because, to me, the ending does add a certain, like... It does make the movie, like... It makes it way more forgivable in a lot of ways, you know, because... Even it's another one of those endings that elevates this movie. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like how we were talking about one of his other ones. I can't remember which yeah. one now, but... I just think it's beautiful that he used his first talkie, like, full talkie movie to basically inspire, like, the world, basically. His, yeah. It shows his humanism, really, in, in, a, in a good way. And to me, like, because I've been mentioning the whole, like, how this one feels more direct than a lot of his other movies. But to me, this is where, like, even in that directness, he gets even way more direct, obviously, right? Yeah. Where he's, like... At this point, he's not... He's not the tramp. He's not even. The, he's not Hinkle. He's not even the Jewish barber to me. He just becomes Charlie Chaplin at this point. That's like, yes, the yeah, actor being like, okay, yeah. this is how I'm ending my movie. Please, yeah. you know, like, and he probably wouldn't be able to do that just on TV normally. So he's like, I'm doing this yeah. here, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. No, it it is great. Like, it's a beautiful speech. It, it's, it it's a beautiful speech. It's emotional. You know, like he still you still get the like, kind of the emotion throughout his face. Um, like you always get with Chaplin, because it's in close up. Yeah. Chaplin doesn't use a lot of close ups usually. So when he does, you know, he's like doing, he's telling something important. Yeah. But. And he literally looks at the camera the entire time. Like he's literally trying, he's doing this talking to you, like yeah. to the viewer. Like he yeah. wants the viewer to know what he's talking, like to get this point. I, I kind of. Driving it home explicitly. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to like time travel back in the time, like and like see that, and like I wonder like what the effect was on people when they saw that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's a good, see that that's all kind of like. How I've been mentioning how it would have been greater, it would have been awesome to watch this during the time. You know, oh, if yeah. you were one of the people, what this movie was actually made for, kind of really what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chaplin was not making this movie for it's us been, watching 2020. Maybe run through yeah. a brick wall, honestly. At the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but at the same time, the speech also has a lot of his themes that he's always already addressed. Oh yeah. You know the sure. whole idea of they're making men into machines. Yeah. You know, like yeah. modern. Well, that's whole, like a lot of what modern times is about. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but this whole point of you as a people have the power to overcome it. You know, you don't have to fall prey to it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's just so much more direct, and it has a lot to do with the war at the time as well, you know. It's just a very, it's a great ending. It, it is, is a great ending. Um, did you guys have any other thoughts on the ending, or? Oh, it's beautiful, man. <laughs> I mean, you can watch the speech on yeah. YouTube if you haven't seen Speaks it. Speaks for like, it's, it's got, like, it's well, got so many views, like. And I guess it's not the real, en- it's not the actual no, ending No, it's not the, the actual ending not, either. It, it, it kind of leads to the actual yeah. ending of the movie. Where, um, once again, Kip Harness mentioned this book, which I got, thought was great, but where, because her name in the movie is, um, the girl's name in the movie is Hannah, and that was the name of his mother, um, and his mother had died basically, like, through <clears throat> a, by having a nervous breakdown, um, by, like, basically, she struggled after, um, living in London at the time because she was very poor and everything, and she had yeah. a nervous breakdown because of that, but, like, 
and that's why the speech at the end where at the very end where he's like basically encouraging Hannah he literally yeah. says the word Hannah he does yeah and he's like trying to encourage her you know to live on and fight on and like in some ways it's like he's kind of just talking to his mom in some ways which is yeah. kind of beautiful but it's just a little not the little chapel moment I love and then the movie ends with you know just a close up of her face with the clouds behind yep. and everything it is his most like hopeful movie I guess even if it's uh, inspiring I would say it's inspiring I guess yeah. yeah like you said propagandic in a good way yeah. <laughs> um, it is kind of like that yeah but do you guys have any last thoughts on either of these movies before we talk about what we're going to do next week all right so next week we will do um honestly two of what i'm really i'm like what made me want to do this series in the first place was the fact that he has these movies in his filmography okay. right because it kind of rounds out his filmography like i think i mentioned during woman of paris where that movie feels more connected to these two movies coming out yeah just because it's not um the whole comedy gag tramp kind of thing you know yeah. it's a little different he's doing something different yeah yeah, yeah a more straightforward realistic story kind of thing but then it also does have his funny moments and his commentary and everything as well so oh, i'm yeah. really excited and I, especially since knowing blake he hasn't seen either one of these kind oh, of yeah, things yeah. but you have seen all of chaplin's short like you a know yeah, yeah you've seen most of his shorts yeah. and everything yeah. like that so yeah i'm really excited to talk about this next week because we are kind of going to a different phase of chaplin's career starting with these movies so Monster, oh yeah, I didn't. I don't think I mentioned them. Yeah, uh, yeah, Monster yeah. Verdu and Limelight. So we're gonna get a more self-reflective Chaplin and kind of a different cha- and a Chaplin that's. I think he's moved by this point. Like he's in Europe. Monster Verdu maybe. I'll I'll talk about it next week. Make sure, but yeah. yeah. Um. So yep, that'll be next week. Um. Until next time, hope to see you floating in the clouds. Let's go. <laughs>
C'est mon Dieu le mort, le son de le comme ça, j'ai la peau de satilatoire. J'ai notre seule mine, j'ai notre seule cantine. Je laisse trop sa vite, je la tasse abilatoire. C'est mon très seul sentin, tu vois seul l'autre bonheur. Les anges tonta. Tra la 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 la.